الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا إنه هو السميع البصير وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم مثل المؤمنين في توادهم وتراحمهم وتعاطفهم مثل الجسد إن اشتكى عضو منه تداعى له سائر الجسد بالسهر والحمى أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاهدين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected ulama ikram, elders, brothers and friends in Islam Many a times often we find ourselves we've become so engrossed in our worldly affairs so busy in what we are doing in our jobs in our businesses with our families in our own circles that we tend to forget the suffering and the injustices committed to our Muslim brothers throughout the world Whenever something happens to any family member of ours, then a person feels it in his heart. If something happens to his, his child or his parent, then he has that feeling in his heart because this is his. In the same way, the believers are all one. The hadith of Rasulullah mentions, Nu'man radiallahu anhu says, that Rasulullah said, that the example of the believers in their mutual love, in the mercy that they show to one another, in the compassion for one another, is like the example of a single body. If there is pain in one part of the body, then the entire body responds. If one limb is paining, the entire body responds either with fever, or a person cannot sleep, this is all because it is one body. Another hadith of Rasulullah in Bukhari Sharif mentions that Al-Muslimuna karajulin wahidin in ishtaka ainuhu ishtaka kulluhu wa in ishtaka ra'suhu ishtaka kulluhu The believers are all like one person. If there is a problem, a eye pain, if there is a pain in the head, then the entire body is paining. person cannot continue, he cannot function. Because there is pain in one part of the body. Many of us have experienced some type of ache or pain, a toothache or a headache. It disables a person totally. 
So in a similar manner, the believers throughout the world are one. But as I said, because we are involved in our affairs with our families, we tend to forget the plight and the condition of our Muslim brothers throughout the world. And this is not in only one part. We find many parts of the world Muslims are suffering. And it is a duty of a believer that the first thing is that he has this feeling for them in his heart. Without that feeling, then we are spiritually dead. I have heard with my own two ears from this masjid, Hazrat Mulana Yusuf Patel rahmatullahi when there was some problem in some part of the world, the Muslims were being affected, afflicted, injustices were carried out against them. Then he had mentioned that he, if he doesn't feel like eating, the appetite goes away. So this is the condition of a believer also. When somebody is suffering, then a person loses his peace. He wants to help him and try to uh, solve that problem of his. So we find that every now and then we hear stories or rather some information comes to us that our brothers in Palestine are suffering. There is an attack against them. So today I want to contentize you and make you realize the value of that beloved land of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Quran mentions regarding that Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi laylam min al-masjid al-haram ila al-masjid al-aqsa Allah is the one all praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that made his prophet, beloved prophet travel from Makkatul Mukarrama to the furthest masjid, al-masjid al-aqsa and Allah mentions alladhi barakna hawla This is the land of barakah and blessings. There's barakah and blessings in that land. If you find even the soil of that land has blessings. If you visit the land, you will find a person in his small garden, in his small plot of land, he has grapes growing there, he has olive trees, apples, different type of berries, all growing in one small part of the land. So the land is barakah, full of barakah and blessings. And this is the land of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. Many of the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had a direct link with this land. Many of them were born there, many of them passed away. Ibrahim alayhi salam, Yaqub alayhi salam, Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, like this Zakaria, Yahya, Isa, and many pious people even after the conquest of these lands, Sahaba radiallahu anhum settled there and they passed away there also. So this land has many Mubarak and many blessed figures of history which are in that soil also. <clears throat> there is a hadith of Rasulullah that mentions that this is such a blessed land that at any given moment Allah has 40 chosen slaves of His on this land. And because of them, through them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes the trials of this world. Allah uses them to remove the problems of this world. So this is the land of Sham, as we know it, Syria. As-Suriya al-Kubra, the greater Syria. Nowadays when we listen to the news or hear some piece of information and we hear Syria, we think of a specific part of the land. But Syria in the olden days, in the time of Rasulullah was not only restricted to Sham and Syria that we know today. The Sham and Syria of that time was the Syria we know today Together with that included Lebanon and Jordan and Palestine. All this was the Syria of that time. So these are barakna hawlahu. Allah says, these are lands that we have blessed. Another ayat of the Quran mentions, al-ard al-muqaddasa, the sanctified land. 
So this land has many, many virtues. It has link with the Muslims in many ways. We find that this is the same land which Bani Israel were asked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enter. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised them victory of this land. This is the land where many battles took place and many historical events took place. If we read in the Quran, we find the qissa of Dawood alayhi salatu wasalam, Talut and Jalut, the army of Talut. In it was Nabi Dawood alayhi salatu wasalam, Dawood and Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam also have a great link with this land. So, Dawood alayhi salatu wasalam is the one who killed Talut and this happened in this very, very same land. So this land has a great link with the Muslims. It is very Mubarak. Not only with the Muslims, the Jews and the Christians also regard this land as very sacred for themselves. If you look at the Christians, they regard it sacred because Isa salam was born on this very land. And there are many uh, places which they have made up their own churches to honor Isa salam in different ways. Like that the Jews also hold this land in, in a very high esteem. There is part of this land, or rather the confines of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, in which there is a wall, and that wall is the only remaining wall from the time the masjid was destroyed last. And that is the wall which they call the Wailing Wall. And they gather by this wall, and they make their prayers, and they believe that what is inside this, what is in front of this wall, under the ground, is even more sanctified and has more honor than what is outside this world. And that is why they are making efforts always to see that how they can take this land away from us. So this land has great history. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed this land. If we look, this is the land of Mahshar also. Rasulullah has mentioned, this is the land where resurrection will take place, the gathering of people will take place. Nabi sallallahu has mentioned, towards the end of time, there will be a fire that will emerge. And when that fire comes out, it will drive the people towards the land of Hashr. And that is this land of Sham. The Sahabi asked Rasulullah for some advice. Where should he migrate towards? Nabi said, migrate to Sham and Syria, the land of Hashr. <coughs> it is the same land wherein Isa والسلام, will come down to. After he returns, we all believe that Alhamdulillah, Isa والسلام, is still alive. Allah had taken him up before. When the Jews of his time plotted to kill him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lifted Isa والسلام, towards the heavens. And a time will come, and it is our aqidah and belief that Isa والسلام, will be sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he will come down in Damascus, which is place of Sham And he will be part of the army of Al-Mahdi. And it is his duty, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will task him with this duty of killing Dajjal. And it is mentioned that he will come to a place called Lud. At the entrance of this place, Lud, then it is at this place that Isa salam will kill Dajjal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given Isa salatu salam this power that as far as his eyes see, or wherever his breath reaches, that kafir will pass away, will die. And his breath will go as far as his eyes see. So when as soon as he sets eyes on Dajjal, then Dajjal will begin to melt. And thereafter he will approach him and kill him.
So this is the very same land wherein Dajjal will be killed. So this land has great history. And this is a Mubarak land. This is the land where Sulaiman completed the building of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa is also the first Qibla of the Muslimin. When Rasulullah was given Nubuwa, then Mecca and Medina, they were full of Jews, Christians, Mushrikeen. And they used to face towards Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. For 14 years roughly, Rasulullah faced Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and performed his salat towards that Qibla. Thereafter Allah revealed ayat قَدْ نَرَى تَقَلُّبَ وَجْهِكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ فَلَنُوَلِّيَنَّكَ قِبْلَةً تَرْضَاهَا That Allah has seen Rasulullah looking towards the heavens with this desire in his heart that now the Qibla must change to Al-Masjid Al-Haram. A hadith of Rasulullah mentions Abu Dharr radiallahu anhu asked Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ya Rasulullah which was the first masjid built on the earth? So Rasulullah replied that it was Al-Masjid Al-Haram in Makkah Al-Mukarramah. This was the first house, first house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna awwala bayti wudi'a lil-nas lal-ladhi bibakkata mubaraka wa huda lil-alamin. The first house was in Makkah Sharif. Thereafter he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which masjid was built? Rasulullah sallallahu replies to him, Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. That is Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Then he asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what was the period of time in, in between the building of these two masjids? Nabi Sallallahu has mentioned 40 years. So the first house built, the first house of Allah, Al-Kaaba Sharif, Masjid Al-Haram was built. Thereafter, 40 years later, Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa was built. And Rasulullah Sallallahu mentioned regarding Salah in Baytul Masjid, also, uh, Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa also, that it is 500 times more rewarding than salah performed in any other masjid of the world. Al-Masjid Al-Haram in Makkah, a person gets 100,000 more reward. In Madinatul Munawwara, hadith mentions 1,000 times more reward. And regarding Masjid Al-Aqsa, Rasulullah also mentions 500 times. So we hold this place as a very sanctified place, as a, a place of respect. And similarly, the Jews and Christians. The Jews, the reason for them wanting to take over this land is they have this concept of Al-Haykal As-Sulaymani. Al-Haykal, Al-Haykal As-Sulaymani is a temple of Solomon, which they call. And they believe that the present Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa was built over that. So it is their whole plan and plot to try and take it away from the Muslims and build their temple again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Give jazaya khair to the people of Palestine for protecting this land, for being there to defend it. This land has much history. We find originally this land was inhabited before the time of Musa salam by a people called Amalika. And they were the, we could say, the remnants of the people of Ad. Ad, as we know, Quran mentions, they, 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 they claimed to their Prophet Huda who is stronger than us so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says don't they know that Allah who created them he has more power and strength than them so when Ad passed away some of the people in their stature in their form they were settled in Palestine 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered Musa salam and his people after the death of Fir'aun, after the drowning of Fir'aun, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Musa salam to, call, to, to command his people that they should enter this Mubarak land. يَا قَوْمِ دُخُلُوا الْأَرْضَ الْمُقَدَّسَةَ الَّتِي كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ وَلَا تَرْتَدُّوا عَلَىٰ أَدْبَارِكُمْ فَتَنْقَلِبُوا خَاسِرِينَ Allah told Musa salam to tell his people, or Musa salam told his people, enter this Mubarak land. الْأَرْضَ الْمُقَدَّسَةَ الَّتِي كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ which Allah has ordained for you, it is yours. You will enter it. وَلَا تَرْتَدُّوا عَلَىٰ أَدْبَارِكُمْ فَتَنْقَلِبُوا خَاسِرِينَ Don't turn back on your heels. Don't retreat. Then you will become from amongst the losers. So Musa والسلام, sent a few people to go and scout and check out that land. And when reaching there, these people found that the inhabitants of this land are very huge people, well built, and they got scared came back to Musa alayhi salam. Musa alayhi salam instructed them that when you come back, don't tell anyone anything about what you see. You come and tell me directly. So, these people that Musa alayhi salam sent, they were got very scared. They came back and told the people that we cannot enter this land. It is protected by huge people. You will not be able to defeat them. Except two people. One was Yusha and another person. Yusha bin Nun who became the Nabi after Nabi Musa alayhi So these two people said, that if you only enter the land, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you victory. But the people did not listen. They said, we will never enter this land. You go, idhab anta wa rabbuka faqatila inna hahuna qa'idun, we are going to sit here. So this is the first injustice of the people of the Bani Israel. They went against the Anbiya alayhim salatu wasalam. And the, 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 the nahusat and the ill effect of this, was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions This land is forbidden for them for 40 years. They continued going round and round in a valley called Ti, and they could not come out. In the morning they would set out to try and go forward and settle down in a place closer to this Mubarak land, but they could not make headway. It is in this time of 40 years that Musa also passed away and his brother Harun also passed away. And thereafter, at the hands of Yusha bin Noon, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them victory and they entered this land and they conquered this land. So, the time of Musa والسلام, the Bani Israel, or rather after Musa والسلام, the Israelites, the Banu Israel were controlling this land. Thereafter, in the year 63 BC, we find that this was the time of Isa والسلام, these Jews were still in control, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Romans. The Romans took over the land, they put tax upon these Jews. They let them practice their religion, but they had full control now. Some time goes by, then we find that Jews take control of the land again. And it goes up and down like this. People always wanted this land. The reason was, this was a central point. On the right you had Egypt, up you had Syria and Sham going towards Europe and on to, towards the, the bottom was the Arabian land. So people wanted to control this land for their trade. Then came the time of Umar radiallahu anhu. It was prophesied by Rasulullah sallallahu that the land will be conquered by Umar radiallahu by the Sahaba radiallahu So in his time he conquered this land and Islam spread throughout the land of Sham. Time went by and as we all know if we read history of Quran, we will find 
that this is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. They came, they gave their dawah. Deen sprung up, people became pious. And Allah sent good conditions. But then again, when the Nabi went away, then people slacked. They slackened. They slackened. And then their ibadat went down, their belief went down. And thereafter, shaitan took over them. Like this continued all the time. So in the same way, the Muslims had control of this land. Thereafter in the year 1099, we find that the crusaders, they came and took this land away from the believers. And he took it in a very, very evil and bad way. This was many injustices that were committed to the Muslims in this land. Whenever the Muslims are commanded to do jihad in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there are very strict laws. But if you find, if you look throughout the world, you will find that when the Muslims are attacked, then these laws are not applied. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of us. Nonetheless, after some time, after about 90 years of the crusaders ruling this area, then we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Muslims victory over this land again on the hands of Salahuddin al-Ayyubi rahimahullah. And again thereafter, the rulership changed again and again. The Muslims got the land, lost the land, got the land, lost the land. This was all due to the amal, due to the amal of the believers. Some ulama mentioned that if you want to see the condition of the believers, then you must look at Al-Aqsa. If Al-Aqsa is in the hands of the mu'mineen and it's safe, then the Muslims are still on a good condition, they are okay. But once the land is taken away from us, then we know that the Muslims are going down. In fact, this is a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu When the people of Sham become corrupt, then there is no good in you. When the people of Sham become corrupt, then there is no good in you. So like this, things went, went. And when it came to 1918, the year 1918, that is the time the British got control over the land of Philistine. When the Ottoman Empire fell in 1924, then they got full control and a mandate was signed for them also that they can now establish the land and people can now migrate, the Jews from other parts of the land can migrate into this country. And when An-Nakba took place, you will hear this word often when you hear the history of, of Palestine, when the Nakba took place, then many, many Muslims were driven out of their lands, especially in the areas of West Bank and Gaza. They were driven out, taken out of their lands. More than a million Muslims were displaced. They, they lost their homes, they lost everything that they had. So, but they continued in this way. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has still kept Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa in our control to a certain extent. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed the Muslims of this land. That for us to go is very easy. One way we can help these people is through dua. Even though we are far away, our duty is to feel that pain in our heart when anything happens to them. Together with that, make dua for them. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi has mentioned that the fastest dua that is accepted is the dua in the absence of a Muslim brother. So we can make dua for them. Together with that, visit these lands. Learn about our history and visit these lands. One Sahabi mentions that we were taught history and seerah just like how we were taught a surah of the Qur'an. It was so important to us. Our parents taught us the history and tariq of Islam just as they taught us surahs of the Qur'an. So we too need to learn our history. Learn what 
we have lost in these lands. And together with that, visit these lands. Visa is easy for the Muslims. Maybe you will find some obstacle when you reach there, they'll make you wait for six, seven hours. That is just to discourage the Muslims from coming. But for us, it's very easy to go there. And try and make an effort on the people of the land. Try and make an effort on the people of the land. There are so many jamaats moving also, going towards these areas. Join one of these jamaats if you have the opportunity and availability. And see the condition of the people. Make an effort on them. As I mentioned, the hadith mentions, When they become corrupt, then there is no good in you. So let us be a means of seeing that how deen reaches these people also. We will think that this is a Muslim land and everything is okay and people are performing salah. But when you go there, you will see something contrary. It is because of us. It is because of me and you that this condition is happening there. Ulama tell us that when something happens in another corner of the world, that we shouldn't think those people are bad and they have faults in them. But we should think that the fault is in us. Like how you have a huge pond of water and you fill it from one side. What happens? The level of the water fills up all everywhere. When you stir up the water on one side, it shakes everywhere. So in a similar way, perhaps it is because of our shortcomings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing them. In fact, there is a weak hadith that mentions, لا تزالوا إصابة من أمتي يقاتلون في سبيل الله أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام على أبواب دمشق وما حولها وعلى باب مسجد الأقصى ومن حولها لا يخذلهم من خذلهم that there will be a group from my nation who will continue protecting the boundaries of Masjid Al-Aqsa of Sham. And nobody will be able to harm them. They will be helped and assisted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the day of Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the true understanding. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to uh, sympathize with the people of Palestine and every part of the ummah which is suffering. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.